0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be getting into a brand new season. It's the first day of training camp for the St. Louis Blues, uh, so we're going to be getting into all of that, uh, the predictions, uh, the future, and what the season will hold. We're going to break it all down here for you, as well as everything that happened at practice today. Um as well as touching on the Vince Dunn signing because I haven't talked about it yet and uh I just read an article recently uh that STL today did with him kind of a spotlight on him and asked him a couple key questions that I, that I thought were interesting. Uh so that's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you guys hopefully you guys stick around for that, but before we get into all of that, I would do want to remind you guys that today's episode is sponsored by Built Bar. So make sure you go to builtbar.com and use the promo code On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Best tasting protein bar you'll ever have. We love them here at Locked On Blues. We talk about them all the time. Uh, so I know you guys know about them, but make, just make sure you should go show some support, uh, for our friends over at Built Bar. So just a reminder, use that code locked on all caps, no spaces at BuiltBar.com. Uh, when you purchase some of the best tasting protein bars you'll ever have in your life. Now, I think we should talk about the Vince Dunn signing first, just as a precursor into the training camp talk. Um, so I believe. It was announced a couple days ago uh, that Vince Dunn signed a one-year, uh, 1.875 million dollar deal to come back for the St. Louis Blues for this season. Uh, obviously, that contract will be up again at the end of the season. But uh, he talked with STL today a little bit about the negotiation process. He didn't want to. He didn't want to talk about it too much because it does get into some like nitty-gritty stuff, as it normally does. But um, he did say that. The escrow and the pandemic and all of those things, uh, he did take that into consideration when he was negotiating. And uh, from what he was saying, it didn't sound like he had any intention of signing a long-term contract under those kind of guidelines. Uh, because the season and everything around it uh, is changing so frequently and we still don't really know. Like the vaccines are happening and all of that stuff and that's great, but we still don't really know when the end of this pandemic is coming because there's new mutations and all that stuff happening now. Um, so I think he played it smart in that regard. And I think the Blues played it smart in that regard uh, solely for the reason that um, they wanted to bring him back, obviously, but they didn't have a lot of cap room uh, maneuverability. And a one-year bridge deal seems like the best of both worlds for both parties. So with the addition of the signing of Vince Dunn, we now have Krug Pareko, Scandella Falk, Dunn Bertuzzo, as well as Scott Perunovic and Carl Gunnarsson waiting in the wings. So we talked about it time and time again with how important depth is uh, to the St. Louis Blues team. Um, But really now, more than ever, I feel like... Oh, I I can't remember the last time we've had this deep of a team, even when we had Pat Maroon, um and all those guys in the Cup run. This feels like an absolute juggernaut. I talked about that a couple uh episodes ago. Um but it really is, and I think Vince Dunn talked about it too. Like, uh, they're so used to playing that physical style of play, grind it out, um, do all the little things defensively. Uh, but it feels now like there's a lot more skill and speed guys. And we've seen that, uh, we'll get into the talk with Jordan Cairo in a little bit here. Um, but from what it sounds like, that's an exciting time for Vince Dunn because it feels like the reins are going to let off for him a little bit more and he can, he can patrol in the offensive zone a little bit more and be that playmaker that uh, he loves to be, um, but also at the same time, he voiced a focus on the defensive side of hockey and said that was his big uh, goal in this off season and training and stuff moving forward um, was he wanted to be a player where you could slot him in any situation um, and have his name called upon whenever he was needed. From what it sounded like, that's a very important aspect of the game to him. As well as like just being like that playmaker. And he said he always had like those offensive skills there. And it was never really, it almost came naturally to him, but he's been working diligently to round out his game. He's stronger on the other side of the puck as well. And I think that bodes well for any Blues fan who's reading that. Just the attention to detail and the work ethic and the strive that it seems like Vince Dunn has. Because when he even talked about it himself, his first year in the league, uh, he said on off days and like training days, he would kind of just. Uh, not really take it seriously and just enjoy the ride and like all of these things that came with being an NHL player, which like, I mean, you can't blame the guy. If I was a rookie in the NHL, eyes getting wide, seeing stars and stuff, I'd be doing the same thing. Um, But you can really tell he's made that shift to like, okay, I want to be a next level player. I want to be an elite talent in this league, not just a guy who said he made it, but a guy who said, who made it and made it A valid impact, and I feel like he's already made that impact, but he's striving to make an even bigger one, and I think that's just promising to see from any standpoint. Especially with Vince Dunn, because he is so young, and he still has so much ahead of him, and I feel like he's one of those players that we talked about, it can kind of like shift the needle of this team, right? Like if Vince Dunn takes the next step and proves that he's not just an offensive defenseman, but one of the top offensive defensemen in the league for his age, um, like the advanced stats show... He takes that next step playing with Justin Falk, another offensive defenseman, who could also shift that needle if he takes the next step. Uh, if a guy like Scott Perunovic comes in and provides an immediate impact, is that likely to happen? No, but we've seen it with a guy like Kale McCarr, who won the Hobie Baker, and Scott Perunovic won the Hobie Baker, so is it likely to happen? No. Is it possible? Yes. Um, and I feel like in a shortened season with guys getting hurt, guys going down, he's going to eventually get that opportunity to slot in and find some time to get his feet wet in the NHL. So that's a possibility if Colton Pareko proves to the rest of the NHL that he's not overrated and that he is an elite defenseman and that he is worthy of the big contract that he's got due, uh, due coming up. There's a lot of ifs that Revolve around this team, but all of these ifs, I believe, um, revolve around them winning the Stanley Cup. How will Mike Hoffman slot himself into this lineup and will he be effective immediately? How will Ryan O'Reilly, um, being the captain change the dynamic of this team from what it was and change his play from what it was? Is having a backup that's never played an NHL game before, is that problematic in a shortened season? I know they asked Doug Armstrong about that and he's, he basically said, we'll see. Um, But there are a lot of question marks revolving this, revolving around this team. And a lot of them could turn into exclamation points and a Stanley Cup championship. Um, so it's going to be exciting to watch. I can't wait to watch it with you guys. And we'll be covering it all season long, five days a week here on the Locked on Blues podcast. Now, if you're like me and you think this Blues team has the opportunity to win another Stanley Cup, this season, because I think they're better than they've ever looked on paper. Um, throw some money on it. Cause the Blues odds right now, the betting odds on Bet Online, which I'll talk about in a second, on Bet Online AG right now are plus 1800 to win the Stanley Cup. So I'm definitely going to throw some money on that and you should too. But if you do, make sure you use the code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus, um, when you're putting in your money. Um, Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. I know you guys love watching the Blues. I love watching the Blues too. But if we can make some money off an easy dub, I feel like that's an easy bet to take, right? I mean, the odds of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup, I feel like are a lot higher than some of the teams that are ranked higher than them in the Vegas odds. But I don't know that maybe that's just bias. I don't think so. I, I think I can make a lot of money off this. So like I said, betonline.ag Have you guys hooked up? They're the only place to go bet online. We love using them here at locked on. I'm definitely going to throw some money. Maybe all the money I got in my welcome bonus um, on the blues. But like I said, sign up free account. Uh, Use that promo code LOCKEDON in all caps, no space, and you'll get 50% welcome bonus. Check them out and put some money in your pocket. We're going to pause for another word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with some Blues Training Camp talk. Don't go anywhere. Alright. So obviously a lot to unpack today. Uh, it was content galore on Twitter. I think everybody woke up with a smile on their face knowing that the boys were back skating together. Um, but some new faces as well. And, uh, Tori Krug looked great in the blue note, obviously. Uh, I think he's going to have a fantastic season with the St. Louis Blues. I have him on my fancy hockey team, actually, because I think he's going to be, in terms of point production, he's going to, he's going to just absolutely pop off. Um, but he noted in uh, the kind of like the post-practice conference they were doing uh, that he wanted to make a valiant effort to get to St. Louis early to establish some chemistry with the guys in the locker room and on the ice um, and kind of see what St. Louis was all about. So I thought that was cool. Just trying to trying to make that extra effort. That's not really necessary, but it is necessary uh for the good of the team and the way that they excel on the ice. Uh, so I thought that was cool. But another familiar face we saw on the ice today was Jordan Cairo, uh, who found himself on a line with Bozak. I think personally, uh, Jeremy Rutherford has him slotted on the third line as like projected lines uh, for the St. Louis Blues. I think that's the perfect spot for him just because we saw... Robert Thomas there with Pat Maroon and Tyler Bozak and I feel like that helped in his uh, development as a forward and kind of helped him realize that like the skill and the the, the vision he has at the highest level right um, and the hockey IQ makes him a perfect center so I don't think putting Thomas on a wing is a good idea which from Jeremy Rutherford's tweet doesn't sound like uh, Barubi wants to do that either. You can move Braden Shen to wing, um, but also, again, he can also play center. And I think they noted that that was important to Mike Hoffman uh, when he was signing here, that that's a very good draw for a guy uh, who's basically main thing is to score goals. And you've got Ryan O'Reilly, Robert Thomas, Tyler Bozak, Sunquist, Braden Shen, all of these guys that can play center and play center very well and find the open man. Uh yeah. Hoffman can come in and basically play on any line and still find the net one or two guy one or two times a game. Um, so I think that's a big reason why he signed here, but I do think for for the good of Jordan Tyro's development, I think two things need to happen here, right? So I know a lot of people, old Barubi especially talked about like how he needs to get better at finding what to do like without the puck and his positioning and all those things as well as like defensively back checking, forechecking, all of those things. Which I completely agree with. But also at the same time, you can't really expect Jordan Kairo to ever be I don't I really don't want him to be an archetype of a two-way player. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always just gonna be that potential and that that flair he has for offensive production and, um, breakaway goals. And he even, he even compared his nose for the goal to Mike Hoffman and how, uh, guys off the rush and on the breakaway, uh, just have, have a better knack for beating the goalie than some other guys do. And that's just the way it is. I want Jordan Cairo to be that player. And I don't, it's not to say I don't want him to be a valiant asset defensively because I do, but I don't want that to overtake, uh, his his awareness and his his desire to be to be productive offensively if that makes sense like I don't want him to be afraid of taking chances on a rush um because it's going to get him caught up and he can't get back in time I don't want that I want him to be a full offensive juggernaut and I hope that uh sees that too and that's why he's He's well he's slotting him with a guy like Bozak instead of putting him on the fourth line because those fourth line guys are grinders and I don't think Jordan Cairo's game will ever be a grinder. Um but I I think he's got all the potential in the world. His ceiling is massive. He has any, and that wraparound goal against Colorado last season, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg of the potential that this guy has and just just finding the back of the net. Because Robert Thomas is Uh, Obviously further along in his development, but I think in terms of a goal scorer, uh, Jordan Cairo is closer to that kind of, that kind of player mold. And if you put a guy like Robert Thomas with a guy like Jordan Cairo, that's going to be absolutely lethal for years to come. So that's what I want. That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed on that one. And, uh, seeing the tweets that, uh, Jordan Cairo is finding the back of the net a lot on his scoring chances today specifically, um, That bodes well for that conversation. So we'll see what happens in that regard. But that's going to be one of the main narratives I think I follow in this training camp is the development of Jordan Cairo and how he's progressed in the offseason as well as how he will progress this season. Because he's another one of those needle players that can kind of not make or break the team, but he can push us over the edge in terms of production and really not strong arm us, but like lead us to um, a Stanley Cup playoff and eventual championship. But to basically round everything up, uh, Jeremy Rutherford's tweet said, so pulling the regular lines from each of the two practices, because they practiced in two groups, um, here's what the forwards looked like t- today. He had Shen O'Reilly Perron as one, Schwartz Thomas Hoffman as two, Sanford Bozak Cairo as three, and then Clifford Sunquist and Barbashev on the fourth line. And if that doesn't sound like, almost an exact mold of our Stanley cup championship team. I mean, just in terms of production and offensive potential and like you really have essentially if Cairo is anywhere close to the development that Robert Thomas was at uh, when we went on that run, uh, you really have three lines that you can roll out there um, that can pretty much hang with anybody. And then that fourth line is just going to absolutely drain anyone they're up against. Um, because they're not going to be able to get anything going on them. I mean, the just defensive stifling of that fourth line with Sonny Barbie and now Kyle Clifford is going to be something special to watch and I can't wait to see it happen. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see how, uh, this all plays out this season. And, uh, like I said, maybe throw some money down on bet online. Uh, if you think they're going to win the cup, like I do, but if you, if you do actually, uh, Go on bet online and do want to play some bets. I would recommend listening to Locked On Bets first. Uh, they got a great thing going over there. And for a guy like me who's never really, I've never really spent a lot of time betting online. I've dabbled here and there, and I follow it a little bit. Uh, but I personally don't know enough uh, to make a solid bet yet. So I think I'm going to do a little bit of research first and listen to Locked On Bets because they definitely know what they're doing over there um, and are winning a bunch of money for a lot of people that are listening. So definitely check them out. But uh, something else that you can bet on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here right now. It's one of my one of my preseason hot takes, if you will. Um, maybe not so much of a hot take, but I definitely believe this is going to happen. So I'm just gonna say it anyways. Um, we got a little taste of Jake Neighbors um, playing hockey at NHL level today, right? Uh, there was a little drill. I believe Lou Horak posted a video, um, but he got the puck near Vince Dunn, I believe, and Vince Dunn was shoving him off the puck which looks great from Vince Dunn's physicality. We all know that and love that. Um, And he's got like – Jake Neighbors ends up with like one hand on his stick as he's like kind of falling off the puck or off balance really and just absolutely slots it between uh, Vince Dunn's legs uh, and goes through him. And I know it's just like a short clip, but given the resume that he had going into the draft and given – Everything that he said in our interview, uh, which if you haven't watched that yet, now is probably a perfect time, uh, to check that out because I feel like he's gonna maybe not blow up, but I think he's gonna get a lot more attention in these next coming, uh, weeks than he did in the past. Um, but I feel like he could be one of those names of a training camp, uh, guy where they tell me and they're like, this guy has really impressed me. Like I, I knew we got a talent at, uh, in the first round, but I did not expect him, uh, to be this ready for the NHL. Um, and I feel like Jake neighbors is that kind of player. And that's not to say that I think he's going to make the team because there are a lot of talented players on this team. And I think he could do well, um, in Springfield, uh, playing with some guys and getting that confidence but like I said, I would not be surprised if STL Today uh, or the Blues do an article on him and be like, yeah, all these coaches are ranting and raving about this kid uh, because of his stocky build, uh, his his dedication to the two-way game, um, and the edge that he plays with. So that's going to be another exciting narrative that I'm going to keep an eye on um, for the sake of our friend of the pod. Uh, but he's such just like a fireball of energy. and Even in that short little clip, you can see like – the burst and acceleration that he has. And for a guy that's that weighs 200 pounds, uh, I mean, you don't really expect him to move like he does, you know? Um And I think he'll be the first one to tell you that that goes with a strict workout regimen and a strict diet. And while we're on the topic of that, I mean, there's nothing better for you than a solid protein bar from Built Bar. And now they're even more delicious because they have Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. It's the only place you can get the most bang for your buck and not end up <laughs> eating some chalk tasting protein bar. These stuff are amazing. Sometimes I eat them when I'm not even going to work out. I just eat them because they taste good. Um, but all of them are good for you. They got like 15 grams of protein, only about 150 calories, and like 5 grams of sugar. Uh, so you're getting the most bang for your buck. Like I said, um, and you can use, and we got a promo code for you there too. BuiltBar.com, anything you order, use the promo code locked on, You'll get 20% off your next order. Easy, breezy, beautiful. They're doing great stuff over there. So make sure you guys go check them out and show them some love. We're going to take another quick break uh, for a word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll come back to wrap up today's episode. All right, guys, so we're going to do a little uh, prediction session here, okay? I think we're going to do the biggest training camp warriors, I guess, and kind of the guys who will impress the most, maybe have the most tweets about them um, once training camp is all said and done. Um, So I think for that, I think you got to lead off with Jordan Cairo just because I feel like... Uh, Lou and Jeremy definitely understand the kind of impact that he could possibly have and how he is one of those needle guys. Uh, so I feel like he's going to be watched diligently and I feel like uh, he's going to make some waves, especially from what we've already heard about him today. So I think that's a gimme. Um, I think on the surface, his game probably looked uh, fine and amazing to all of us, um, but Personally, inside of him, I don't think last year's season sat well with Ryan O'Reilly because of his lack of goal scoring production. Um, So I would expect that he worked a lot on that in the offseason and in practices and all of those things. So I think he'll come back. Uh, roaring <laughs> with authority uh, and probably bump it up to a, a 20 25 goal season. Uh, so that's going to be exciting to watch. I think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. I think Hoffman's obviously going to have a better season than he did last year because he's now on a Stanley Cup contender instead of kind of a middle of the pack or a bottom of the barrel team. Uh, so that's going to be exciting to watch. Obviously, Tory Krug's on a much better team than the Boston Bruins uh, because we beat them in the Stanley Cup. So they're garbage (laughs) no i'm just kidding uh but i think tory krug is going to have a better season as well because this power play is going to be so lethal um i think like i said i think it'll be right up there in top three maybe top one in the league in terms of point production so that's going to be exciting to watch and i think i think just as a whole um Everything about this team we're gonna learn a lot about them in training camp, and obviously there's gonna be some bumps and bruises along the way, and guys are gonna get banged up because it is a shortened season and because there is no preseason um but I do think a lot of things will come to f- fruition that that we believe will happen and I think at the end of it when all the all the ashes are cleared and the rubble is moved out of the way, this team's gonna emerge uh victorious as Stanley Cup champions for the shortened 2021 season. So that's all I got to say on that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to the Locked On Blues podcast. Like I said, we're doing five days a week now that the season is starting back up. So make sure you hit that follow and subscribe button or whatever you're on. Uh, Just make sure you tune in uh to every episode but you can follow us on twitter and instagram at locked on blues to stay up to date if you're not listening to the episodes and you can follow me on twitter at twelter 15 we are almost there to the start of the season january 13th is just over a week away so let's go blues